when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches laugh large in the Stately, plump, bug bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Patrick Marber. In the heart of the Hibernian metropolis. Before Nelson's pillar, trams slowed, shunted, changed trolley, started for Blackrock, Kingstown and Dorkey. Klonsky, Rathgar and Terenure, Palmerston Park and Upper Rathmines, Sandy Mount Green, Rathmines, Rings End and Sandy Mount Tower, Harold's Cross. The horse Dublin United Tramway Company's timekeeper bawled them off. Rathgar and Terenure, come on, Sandy Mount Green. Right and left, parallel clanging, ringing, a double-decker and a single-deck moved from their railheads, swerved to the downline, glided parallel. Start, Palmerston Park. The wearer of the crown, under the porch of the general post office, shoeblacks cooled and polished, parked in North Princess Street, His Majesty's vermilion mail cars, bearing on their sides the royal initials E.R., received loudly flung sacks of letters, postcards, letter cards, parcels, insured and paid for local, provincial, British and overseas delivery. Gentlemen of the press, gross-booted draymen rolled barrels, dull thudding out of Prince's stores and bumped them up on the brewery float. On the brewery float bumped dull thudding barrels rolled by gross-booted draymen out of Prince's stores. There it is, Red Murray said, Alexander Keyes. Just cut it out, will you, Mr Bloom said, and I'll take it round to the telegraph office. The door of Rutledge's office creaked again. Davy Stevens, minute in a large cape coat, a small felt hat crowning his ringlets, passed out with a roll of papers under his cape, a king's courier. Red Murray's long shears sliced out the advertisement from the newspaper in four clean strokes. Scissors and paste. I'll go through the printing works, Mr Bloom said, taking the cut square. Of course, if he wants a par, Red Murray said, earnestly, a pen behind his ear, we can do him one. Right, Mr Bloom said with a nod. I'll rub that in. We. William Braden, Esquire, of Oakland's Sandy Mount. Red Murray touched Mr Bloom's arm with the shears and whispered, Braden. Mr Bloom turned and saw the liveried porter raise his lettered cap as a stately figure entered between the newsboards of the weekly Freeman and National Press and the Freeman's Journal and National Press. Dull thudding Guinness's barrels, it passed stately up the staircase steered by an umbrella, 
a solemn, beard-framed face. The broadcloth back ascended each step. Back. All his brains are in the nape of his neck, Simon Dedalus says. Welts of flesh behind on him. Fat folds of neck. Fat neck. Fat neck. Don't you think his face is like our saviour? Red Murray whispered. The door of Rutledge's office whispered, E. Cree. They always build one door opposite another for the winter. Way in, way out. Our saviour. Beard-framed oval face, talking in the dusk, Mary. Martha. Steered by an umbrella sword to the footlights. Mario, the tenor. Or like Mario, Mr Bloom said. Yes, Red Murray agreed, but Mario was said to be the picture of our saviour. Jesus Mario with rougey cheeks, doublet and spindle legs. Hand on his heart in Martha. Come, thou lost one. Come, thou dear one. The crozier and the pen. His grace phoned down twice this morning, Red Murray said gravely. They watched the knees, legs, boots vanish. Neck. A telegram boy stepped in nimbly through an envelope on the counter and stepped off post-haste with a word. Freeman, Mr Bloom said slowly. Well, he is one of our saviours also. A meek smile accompanied him as he lifted the counterflap. As he passed in through the side door and along the warm dark stairs and passage, along the now reverberating boards. But will he save the circulation? Thumping, thumping. He pushed in the glass swing door and entered, stepping over strewn packing paper through a lane of clanking drums. He made his way towards Nanetti's reading closet. With unfeigned regret it is, we announce the dissolution of a most respected Dublin Burgess. Hines here too, account of the funeral probably. Thumping, thump. This morning the remains of the late Mr Patrick Dignam. Machines. Smash a man to atoms if they got him caught. Rule the world today. His machineries are pegging away too, like these got out of hand, fermenting, working away, tearing away. And that old grey rat tearing to get in. How a great daily organ is turned out. Mr Bloom halted behind the foreman's spare body, admiring a glossy crown. Strange he never saw his real country. Ireland, my country. Member for College Green. He boomed that workaday worker tack for all it was worth. It's the ads and side features seller weekly, not the stale news in the official gazette. Queen Anne is dead. Published by authority in the year 1000 and 
domains situate in the townland of Rosnalis, barony of Tinnerhinch. To all whom it may concern, schedule pursuant to statute showing return of number of mules and genets exported from Balinar. Nature notes. Cartoons. Phil Blake's weekly pattern bull story. Uncle Toby's page for tiny tots. Country bumpkins queries. Dear Mr. Editor, what is a good cure for flatulence? I'd like that part. Learn a lot teaching others. The personal note, M.A.P., mainly all pictures. Shapely bathers on Golden Strand. World's biggest balloon. Double marriage of sisters celebrated. Two bridegrooms laughing heartily at each other. Kiprani too, printer. More Irish than the Irish. The machines clanked in three-four time. Thump, thump, thump. Now, if he got paralysed there and no one knew how to stop them, they'd clank on and on the same, printed over and over and up and back. Monkey doodle the whole thing. Want a cool head. Well, get it into the evening edition, Councillor, Hines said. Soon be calling him my Lord Mayor. Long John is backing him, they say. The foreman, without answering, scribbled press on a corner of the sheet and made a sign to a typesetter. He handed the sheet silently over the dirty glass screen. Right, thanks, Hines said, moving off. Mr Bloom stood in his way. If you want to draw, the cashier is just going to lunch, he said, pointing backward with his thumb. Did you? Hines asked. Mm, Mr Bloom said, look sharp and you'll catch him. Thanks, old man, Hines said. I'll tap him too. He hurried on eagerly towards the Freeman's journal. Three bob I lent him in Mahat's. Three weeks. Third hint. We see the canvasser at work. Mr Bloom laid his cutting on Mr Nanetti's desk. Excuse me, councillor, he said. This ad, you see, keys, you remember. Mr Nanetti considered the cutting a while and nodded. He wants it in for July, Mr Bloom said. He doesn't hear it. Nanan. Iron nerves. The foreman moved his pencil towards it. But wait, Mr Bloom said. He wants it changed. Keys, you see. He wants two keys at the top. Hell of a racket they make. Maybe he understands what the foreman turned round to hear patiently and, lifting an elbow, began to scratch slowly in the armpit of his alpaca jacket. Like that, Mr Bloom said, crossing his forefingers at the top. Let him take that in first. Mr Bloom, glancing sideways up from the cross he had made, saw the foreman's sallow face. I think he has a touch of jaundice. And beyond, the obedient reels feeding in huge webs of paper. Clank it. Clank it. Miles of it. Unreeled. What becomes of it after? Oh, wrap up meat, parcels, various uses, thousand and one things. Slipping his words deftly into the pauses of the clanking, he drew swiftly on the scarred woodwork.
House of Keys. Like that, see? Two crossed keys here, a circle. Then here, the name Alexander Keys. Tea, wine and spirit merchant, so on. Better not teach him his own business. You know yourself, counsellor, just what he wants. Then round the top, in leaded, the House of Keys. You see, do you think that's a good idea? The foreman moved his scratching hand to his lower ribs and scratched there quietly. The idea, Mr Bloom said, is the House of Keys. You know, councillor, the Manx Parliament, innuendo of home rule, tourists, you know, from the Isle of Man, catches the eye, you see. Can you do that? I could ask him perhaps about how to pronounce that volio, but then if he didn't know, only make it awkward for him. Better not. We can do that, the foreman said. Have you the design? I can get it, Mr Bloom said. It was in a Kilkenny paper. He has a house there too. I'll just run out and ask him. Well, you can do that and just a little par calling attention. You know, the usual high-class licensed premises, long felt want, so on. The foreman thought for an instant. Now we can do that, he said. Let him give us a three months renewal. The typesetter brought him a limp galley page. He began to check it silently. Mr Bloom stood by, hearing the loud throb of cranks, watching the silent typesetters at their cases. Orthographical. Want to be sure of his spelling. Proof fever. Martin Cunningham forgot to give us his spelling bee conundrum this morning. It is amusing to view the unpar one, Aralald Embarra two R's, is it? Double S meant of a harassed peddler, while gauging, oh, the symmetry of a peeled pear under a cemetery wall. Silly, isn't it? Cemetery put in, of course, on account of the symmetry. I could have said when he clapped on his topper, thank you. I ought to have said something about an old hat or something. No, I could have said... Looks as good as new now. See his fizz then. Sucked. The nethermost desk of the first machine jogged forwards its flyboard with Sucked. the first batch of choir-folded papers. Sucked. Almost human the way it Sucked. to call attention. Doing its level best to speak. That door too. Sucked. Creaking. Asking to be shut. Everything speaks in its own way. Sot. Noted churchman and occasional contributor. The foreman handed back the galley page suddenly, saying, Wait, where's the archbishop's letter? It's to be repeated in the telegraph. Where's what's-his-name? He looked about him round his loud, unanswering machines. Monks, sir, a voice asked from the casting box. Aye, where's monks? Monks! Mr. Bloom took up his cutting. Time to get out. Then I'll get the design, Mr. Nanetti, he said, and you'll give it a good place, I know. Monks! Yes, sir. Three months renewal. Want to get some wind off my chest first. Try it anyhow. Rub in August. Good idea. Horse show month. Ballsbridge. Tourists over for the show. A day father. He walked on through the case room, passing an old man, bowed, spectacled, aproned, 
old monks, the day father. Queer lot of stuff he must have put through his hands in his time. Obituary notices, pubs ads, speeches, divorce suits, found, drowned. Nearing the end of his tether now. Sober, serious man with a bit in the savings bank, I'd say. Wife a good cook and washer. Daughter working the machine in the parlour. Plain Jane. No damn nonsense.